Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Hello, my beautiful friends. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me today. Today, I have an exciting interview with a wonderful guest. We will be talking all about purpose, passion, creating an authentic career, and also how we continue to cultivate passion and stay authentic in our beautiful businesses. Before I introduce who our beautiful guest is today, I just wanted to give you a quick life update. So as I record this episode, It is a few days away from my final day in London before I head to Bali for a month and then back to Sydney, Australia. For anyone who's new who's listening, I have been living in London for the past four years and now I'm returning home to Sydney, Australia to potentially live or I will be moving on to another location that is yet to be confirmed. So this is a really exciting time and I want to intentionally celebrate and bring ceremony to the end of this chapter in my life. I think it's so important that we take stock and we take time to do this. And it's been such a beautiful time for me because as I'm sure many of you will have felt, this year has been hectic. We've all had a lot of shifts, a lot of changes, a lot of up-leveling. There's been a lot of movement. There's been a lot of cosmic energy supporting all of that. And so many of us have felt like we've just been sort of floating through it all. And now the dust is starting to settle and we can, I guess, really take stock of all of the different changes that have happened in our lives. So for me, I'm really looking forward to my trip to Bali because it's an opportunity to take stock. It's an opportunity to connect to myself, to realign, to focus and reset my physical foundation. So my sleep, my nutrition, my movement, I can't wait to be able to be moving my body in a really soulful, connected yoga (laughs) way while I'm in Bali and also to connect with my beautiful fiance, Llewellyn. So I'm excited for all of this and to celebrate the end of this chapter, I've had a number of different events on over the past week and including the beautiful You Coaching Academies event where I was a speaker, which was absolutely amazing. And with all of that, we had all of these little side events to celebrate everybody's graduation and just being able to connect together here in London. So some of the other beautiful things I've done to celebrate this time is I had a circle that was led by my wonderful friend Caitlin the other day. And so a group of us came together and Caitlin led this delicious ritual that really allowed me to honor my time in London. And the space was held so beautifully. We were really able to ground and settle and connect in that moment. And it just left me feeling so inspired, so grateful and appreciative of this time in London that I've had, and also for every single one of you who have been a part of that journey. And whether you're based in London or not, you've all been a part of this journey in some way or another. So now I'm really excited to see what this month of space in Bali and this new chapter in Sydney for at least a couple of months, and then wherever it is I'm I'm based next, I'm excited to infuse our relationship here with that new energy. And I'm 
excited for what that new chapter will bring for me. And I think that this is so on point for all of us because since the Leo, our new moon in Leo and Leo season, I've definitely noticed a shift in energy. I've noticed that we're feeling more like ourselves again. And I think that this is perfect because a really beautiful theme to work with during Leo season is the theme of authenticity. In fact, I led a new moon guided meditation on uh, in the Make a Difference Soul Tribe. I usually run a new moon and a full moon meditation every month online for the beautiful women in the activated 12-month mentorship I do. But this month I opened it up to the Make a Difference Soul Tribe, which by the way, if you're not in it and you are someone who wants to make a difference and you'd love to have a community of other people who are also wanting to make a difference and show up for their heart-centered work and businesses, then please join us. It's absolutely free. Just head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash make a difference. So I led this new moon guided meditation and the theme that I focused on was authenticity. I was talking about how important it is for not just our businesses, but also for our meaningful connection to to also feeling like we can show up in the world as our true self. We must be tapping into authenticity. And this requires connection to and turning inwards with ourself first and foremost. But also it means sharing and being vulnerable, allowing yourself to be exposed in your truth to the people around you. So I've invited everyone in the Make a Difference Soul Tribe to join me for an authenticity challenge over the next month. So I will be deepening into my authenticity through all of my content, and I've invited all of you to do that too. So if you want a safe place to share that content, go to the Make a Difference Soul Tribe or please tag us. Actually, don't tag me. Use the hashtag Make a Difference Soul Tribe instead on Instagram because I will follow that hashtag and I'll be able to then see your posts that you share. The more that we're able to show up in the world as our authentic self, that is where all of the peace and our power lies. So I've definitely felt this shift in energy and I hope that you have been too, which is also the perfect time to segue into introducing today's guest on the podcast. And I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation. So we have the beautiful Alessia Gandolfo. Alessia is a passion and career coach. She's a creative and a yoga teacher who is based in Paris and originally from Italy. Alessia is on a mission to guide highly sensitive and ambitious women to find their passion in their career and life. And she does that through her coaching in English, French, and Italian, her live workshops and women's circles in Paris, and her writing on her blog and social media. So I'm so excited to have Alessia on today because we have some shared interests, which you might have just picked up from her beautiful uh, description that I've just read out there. So today's conversation, we are talking all about creating an authentic career. We're talking about passion and we're talking about purpose. I will also be asking Alessia questions about her beautiful business, some of the key lessons she's had, how she cultivates passion in her business, and what how she stays authentic. 
This conversation is jam-packed with incredible takeaways for you in your business and purpose journeys. And it's perfect because we have been exploring purpose in a big way this season. And I remind you that I am running an eight-week Discover Your Purpose program that begins in September. I'm so excited to go on this journey. And it's for you if you're looking to connect with your authentic self, if you're looking to uncover what your unique gifts are to share with the world, if you're looking to find work that lights up your soul, and if you know you want to be a business owner, but you don't know doing what, this is the program that will help you get that clarity. So I'm so excited to share this space with Alessia to find out for you all to find out more about her journey to uncovering purpose and what she has found in her work as a passion and career coach. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, Alessia. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Leticia. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here as well. And I'm so excited to dive into our conversation about passion and purpose and creating a beautiful, authentic career. But before we do that, could we take a moment to just dive into some questions to get to know a little bit about you? These are like rapid fire style. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would love to. Cool. Okay. So let's start with what does your morning ritual currently look like? So yeah, currently my morning ritual changes a lot over time because I adapt it to what I need in the moment. So I always have a period of time in the morning before I start my day to tune into myself. And every morning I decide what I need. So sometimes it's doing some yoga, sometimes it's meditation. And lately I've really taken off with the gratitude journal. So mm-hmm. I'm doing it every morning, every evening. And it's I find the power of getting the feeling, getting into the feelings of, uh, of gratitude. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's like that. It changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to just tune into the feeling of, okay, like I wake up, do I need to move? Do I need to reflect? And usually like a common point is to always do things that take me out of my head because I'm a very mental person. So yep. <laughs> um, I like to do things that yeah connect me to my body or to my emotions more than uh, on the intellectual side. Mm. Oh, I love that. And also, I think starting off the day with gratitude is just like the best way to, to start and end the day. I do the same thing. Do you, Have you heard of the five-minute journal? Yes, I actually just started it. Oh, I oh, bought wow. it last week because I really oh, I liked that. it. And I was like, yeah, I want to do something that is a bit more structured. So yeah, I got yeah. it last week and I, and I really like it. I really, it's so really love good. it. Yeah, Yeah. it's just so quick and easy to do that at the start and end of your day. And I also like that you mentioned about tuning in to what you actually, you know, need today, because I think that's really important because we might think we want to do something or we need something like the day before, the week before, but we really don't know until we're in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Okay. So what's your favorite crystal? So my favorite crystal is rose quartz. And I love it because I love the color, I love the pink, and I just can feel the heart opening connection. And every time I'm drawn to it. So when I go to like a crystal shop or 
uh, I visit a new place, I'm always drawn to uh, to the rose qu- rose quartz, definitely. Mm. So that's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, I love rose quartz too, and I feel and it's also really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what about what's your favorite inner or outer season? So this question, it's yeah, it's not so easy, but I would say that my inner season is probably winter mm. because I'm very. I feel really good when I'm in a cozy, reflective space, and and I really feel the most connection with myself when I'm in a, in my inner winter season, and um, yeah, I would say that that's my favorite one. And outer season is actually summer, so mm-hmm. I'm a Leo. I was born in August, and I really feel <laughs> I feel good in the heat, and I feel good under the sun. And that's how I grew up. I grew up by the beach and mm. yeah, it really resonates. So there is a bit this contradiction. <laughs> yeah. For me. But it's also nice because it's like also a bit of balance too, right? Well, it brings a bit of balance into your life. And I so agree in my inner winter is my favorite season because I also love that that connection that just deepens with yourself at that time. And I feel like I get so much clarity. And yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't love the sun? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what about your, do you have like a favorite phrase or affirmation or mantra? Yeah, I think like my favorite mantra has always been anything is possible. Mm-hmm. So every time I, I hear it or I say it out loud, it just connects me to infinite possibilities and opportunities. And this is like a vision that is very important for me to always be open to uh, to finding solutions and finding opportunities. So that's my favorite one. And then I would say I have like an affirmation that I'm saying lately, which I really love, which is I am joy. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I really love it because it just puts a smile on my face as soon as I say it and me uh, <laughs> makes me feel alive. Oh, I so, love yeah. that. I am joy. Beautiful. Okay, well, thank you so much for answering those questions. Now, I'd love to ask you just to explain in your own words, tell us a little bit about who you are and also what you're currently creating in the world today. Okay, beautiful. So my name is Alessia. I'm a life coach specialized in helping women, especially highly sensitive women, to find their passion and uh, to find our purpose. And this is especially related to career. So uh, usually it's people that are changing career or are in a, in a phase of doubt and they want to explore what, what they're passionate about and what uh, is meaningful for them. And uh, at the moment, what I'm creating, I'm actually updating my website. So I had my website for about three years and I really needed to refresh it and to bring in my personality and my how I've evolved in the last few years so that's something that I'm doing that is probably being out really soon in August mm. and uh, and I'm also creating some workshops I live in Paris so I'm creating some live workshops uh, last year I've been hosting some women's circles so I will continue to host that and I'm thinking about the workshop around purpose so mm. it's really really connected to our our team today and uh, yeah, so a few live events and then the, the website and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like refreshing a little bit different things in my, in my business. So it's, it's quite exciting. 
Mm, I love that. And, you know, we need to have these times to check back in and, you know, and I think looking over the websites are really important um, part of that because it really is just a creative, um, it's an invitation to be creative and to tune in with where you are today. So I'm so interested to see what, what you end up creating there. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, it's very fun. And, and we always evolve. So once in a while, it's nice to bring out, you know, our new energy also into that, uh, into that space. Definitely. Okay, so I would love to start off with, tell us what passion means to you. Wow, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a big one. <laughs> um, so for me, passion is what lights you up, what makes you feel alive. And um, I really see it as, as an exploration. So it's something that uh, can evolve over time. So I like to see it as an experiment. So, uh, yeah, what makes you feel, what makes you come alive, basically? What, uh, uh, what makes you feel that feeling of joy and, uh, and aliveness inside? Mm. And what about purpose? So yeah, purpose is is so so important for me. Has been really uh, a thread all along my my journey, and for me, purpose is is a mix of that passion, so what lights you up, and what is important for you, so your values and really what guide you know the the choices and the trajectory you take in your life, and together with. What is the impact you want to have into the world? So what is uh, the change you want to bring into the society? So the mix of these things for me creates uh, your purpose, which can be in, in your job, but also in your life. You know, it's not, mm. it's not just career related, absolutely. Yeah, I so agree. So tell me about what inspired you to get started in this work. Okay, yeah, that's a... Uh, it's a long story, but I will try to make it <laughs> to make it short. So um, it was a little bit of a, like a natural evolution, and um, I was actually studying business. So I was studying in business school, and I was uh, I was having my first few work experiences, and um, in that moment, I really had probably for the first time really connected with myself on a deeper level. And I started to ask myself deep questions like, what are you doing here? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, is this really what you want to do? And from the outside, I was doing all the right things, but I had this feeling of uh, doubt and uh, just a bit of an emptiness inside because I knew that I, was, I wasn't using my whole potential. Like I was using just a part of me, but there was all this emotional side and uh, creative side that wasn't expressed. And so I started to work with a coach, and that was back in, I think, 2014, around 2014. Mm -hmm. And uh, through that work, I really understood that uh, the thing that lighted me up the most was actually to help other people connect to that voice within and uh, reconnect with themselves and and find their passion, find what, what uh, what they were meant to be doing. And it took about, like, I would say three years to get from the moment in which I had this intuitive moment to actually doing it. And, uh, yeah, it was a process of, like, finishing my studies. And uh, and just after finishing my studies, I went straight into it. So I became a yoga teacher and, and a coach. 
and and I started to develop this other side of me so much more and I started to feel much happier like it was uh it was really um for me like some people ask me oh is this like a change of direction for me it's not a change of direction it's an evolution of my own my own path so I felt it was quite a natural evolution but it of course there were a lot of struggles and and uh, fears around them around around this process but but I felt it was quite natural for me. Mm. So what did your life look like like before 2014? Yeah, so I was studying I was studying my masters in um in business and marketing in Paris. Mm. And uh, so I was deep into my studies and I wanted to like my my objective was to have a corporate career mm-hmm. in marketing like like all the people around me pretty much. Yeah. And um, and back at the time, I was actually living in a smaller city in France, and uh, uh, that experience was very uh, constructive and difficult at the same time because um, I realized that the work I was doing wasn't the work that I was supposed to be doing that was really resonating with me. But I had just followed all the really the classical par- career path that I. I was supposed to have since I was small. I was always like studying really hard, being a very good student and uh, just doing one thing after the other. I never questioned myself, do you like this? Do you enjoy it? And there were some parts of it that, of course, that I liked that they were reflecting who I was, but there were a whole other set of aspects that weren't expressed through what I was doing. So, yeah, my life looked like, you know, I was... I think I was about like 24 years old. I was working in uh, in this uh, first work experience, first or second work experience I had. I was still finishing my master's and I was just, yeah, I didn't feel like I was in the right place. Mm. I didn't yeah. belong to that, uh, to that environment, to that, uh, to that career path. And I didn't want to be at the place of uh, when I was looking at, um, the, the chef of the company and I didn't want to be at their place. It, mm. it didn't simply resonate with who I was. Yeah. And it was a really hard choice because of course uh, I was also like a big people pleaser. So it was difficult mm-hmm. for me to, to say no to people and to just m- make my own, my own decision, make my own choices. But that was like a key shift for me to really give myself the authorization to listen to myself and to do what I felt was best instead of listening to what anybody else were saying. Yeah, that. thank you for sharing that because I think um, people can resonate for sure with those questions, you know, what are you, what, are, what am I doing, who am I, and feeling that sense of emptiness, that disconnection, that you don't belong where you are. And I think that what your journey shows there is how you had to give yourself permission to trust yourself first and foremost. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that was like a really, really huge uh, moment and shift that, again, it wasn't just one day in which I decided, I mean, I, I made the choice, but it took, I would say, a few months to cultivate the trust and to sometimes to keep the distance with some of the people that were part in, of my life, because even if they loved me very much, they didn't understand my, my choice. Yeah. So I had to to keep a little bit of distance for a while and just really tune into myself uh, to be able to take that step. Otherwise, I don't know if I would have never had the courage to do it. 
So yeah, it was a, it's always a process. Like so, some some people think that you know some changes happen overnight, but for me it was like a, about a three years process to really also get to the end of my studies because I still had some exams, some some projects to finish. So uh, it was yeah, it was like in 2016 that actually I was um, I was I came to the end of my studies and I really stepped up into into this vision, into this lifestyle and, and business I wanted to create. Mm. Oh, I love that. And so also, did you consider yourself to be like an intuitive person, you know, let's say pre-2014, Alessia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say that I've always been quite intuitive. So mm-hmm. I've always heard, you know, my, my inner voice was always quite loud, okay. but I was really good at not listening to it <laughs> and not trusting it. <laughs> So I have to say that it was always quite present and I can see myself even growing up. I always loved to write. I always loved to, I tried to, to create a, a blog a few times when I was a teenager, but I just didn't have the courage and I didn't feel like I had a voice and, uh, and like I, I had the right to do it. Mm. So I always stopped quite quickly, but the voice was always there. So mm-hmm. when I look back, I can see that, um, also the moments, some moments of a crisis and difficult moments I had was really my, my inner voice being really loud and me ignoring it again. Yes. So, yeah. Love that. And so how has your life changed since, you know, discuss, feeling more aligned with your purpose since, you know, following those intuitive, that intuitive direction that you were given and, you know, creating the business, I guess, that you have today. Tell us a yeah. little bit about like how your career feels now. Yeah. Oh my God. It feels so different and it feels so much more aligned to my truth, to where I really am. And the beauty of it, of, of this kind of career, and I guess of, uh, you know, anytime you create your own business is that you can do really something that fully resonates with you. So I really felt like I was in, in full creative mode and I could just express myself in different ways. And, and it just feels like endless possibilities because... Yeah. Um, compared to a normal job in which you have to norm, with normal job I mean like a regular like 9 to 5 job working you know working for someone else you know in that case you have kind of a limit because the opportunities you have are related to the company's opportunities and, and I feel that since the moment in which I started my own my own business and I really went into this alignment what I did was like I I follow my own natural growth, my own personal growth, and that reflected it into my business. So it was, uh, it felt really real, really expansive. And, and I felt like I would never do something that was just for the business if it wasn't connected to my own growth. Mm. So it felt really organic and very, very slow, I would say. Very organic. That's, that's a good word to define it. Yeah, I love that word and also expansive and um, I so know what you mean, you, having a, a business and I mean some careers will also allow for this as well but when you're, you want to be in a space that allows for your growth and for yeah. you to be able to share that journey, you know, this is what's so great about this kind of work that we do is we get to take our community along for the ride with us mm. while we're learning all of these things and we get to share about it and talk about it and I, that's why I if something's really inspiring to me right now, I would just mm-hmm. prefer to like share about it now rather than 
wait because I feel like I am going to be interested in something else, you know, in a year's time. And so now's the right time for me to do it, to share about it, to speak about it, because we're always growing and evolving. Mm, that's so true. That's such a beautiful way to put it. And uh, and it's such a privilege to have an audience or to have people that are interested mm-hmm. in coming into this journey with us and they get inspired in their own journey, hopefully. And it's just a way of uh, feeling connected and, you know, we are all in the same, the same thing together. Absolutely. And I think um, so essential more than ever before, given how disconnected and lonely uh, most people feel, not only from themselves, but also from having those meaningful connections and conversations in their life. And maybe that's because of technology. Maybe it's because of, you know, other influences as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So I know that you also, that you love to talk about an authentic career. That's a term that you use. And I'd love to know, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So for me, an authentic career is a career which is an expression of your soul. So an expression of yourself. And uh, yeah, because I really think that, you know, what we do is just a tool. You know, we have a set of tools that we use, but the real thing at the, at, you know, at the, the bottom of it is, is a message that we want to share. And it's um, that message comes from our soul, from our truth. So the way in which we do it, so it can be through coaching, it can be through a product you create or anything that resonates with you is just a tool to transmit that message. And uh, so for me, authentic is, it means always checking in with yourself and uh, being sure that what you're doing is still aligned to that, to that vision and to that mission and to basically why you do what you do. Yeah, that I couldn't agree more. I feel like we have this thing where we feel like we've got to be committed to the one career for the rest of our lives. And I think that that was the message that we have been educated with, you know, make a commitment, mm-hmm. stick with it. And, you know, we we hear all the time how millennials aren't committed to this. <laughs> but I think yeah. it's so wonderful that we get to, you know, be, we're able to change and evolve and follow what's lighting up us up now in this moment it's just like with your morning ritual how we're talking about you know needing to check in today and ask like what do I need today or um, what's going to light me up today like where what feels fun today all of these things we've got to do the same with our career and trust Mm -hmm. that like this is why I love that you call what we do a tool because that's right whatever the expression is of our soul's message of our message of the um of whatever our truth is that is not what's important what's important Mm -hmm. is what feels right for us right now in this moment like the way that we want to express it yeah i totally agree it is it is just a tool and the tool can evolve and Mm. if we think that we're have you know we have to stick to the same career all our life i mean for some people that's that's right and that's what they want to do and uh, that's beautiful but if you feel like you know that career doesn't allow you to express your your growth and that phase of growth then it's totally fine to change it and change the tool you're using to express yourself because otherwise we are just limiting ourselves and limiting our growth and that's of course not what you know what we want to do no, and it doesn't do any favors for the people around you either because, well, one, we miss out on you shining your light and being that, you know, bright, 
beautiful person that you are with those gifts and, you know, just feeling lit up by what you're doing. And also there might be someone who wants to do that job and is like, hey, this would be really amazing for me. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's so, so true. And I actually have an example uh, that I can share about it. Yeah, please. And uh, so after when I was finishing my studies, so my the first thing I did was taking a yoga teacher training. So I became a yoga teacher and it was like a beautiful, wonderful experience of growth. And after a couple of the years in which I was teaching almost full time, and at the same time I was developing the coaching, but it was a little bit slower and more difficult to, to develop at the time than the yoga. Because the yoga, you can just, you know, you're working with a group of people. It's very popular. It's very also fashionable nowadays. Yeah. And uh, so it, that took off quite quickly. And over time, I realized that even if it was beautiful and it was bringing so much uh, value to me, it didn't feel completely aligned over time. I felt like that wasn't my the tool, you know, the, mm. the, the best tool through which I could express myself. And I was often exhausted and uh, sometimes I didn't feel motivated. And, uh, and I knew, you know, I knew it deep inside that I had to make a shift and dedicate more of my focus to the coaching. But at first it was really difficult because, of course, it was working well. You know, it was, it was uh, people, people liked the classes. I had such a beautiful community, which I still have of friends and people that I met uh, through the yoga uh, so it was it was a big act of courage to little by little say like okay I'm gonna finish off my contracts and I'm gonna you know stop teaching or at mm-hmm. least stop teaching regular classes because it just didn't feel completely aligned with me and I know that a lot of people along the way like also my family they didn't understand why I was changing my mind because mm-hmm. I had already changed my mind once so uh, <laughs> can't <laughs> like, do that again again. <laughs> again. But the truth is that, like, you know, I, I felt it from the beginning, but it was just a part of an experience that I needed to have. And I saw it as a bridge to what I'm doing now. Mm. So a connection to the wellness world and to things that are really, really important for me. But it was just, it's, it's not like my main tool. It's one of the tools, but it wasn't my most important tool. And and then I was really happy when I when I finished off my my contracts and it just felt right you know it just felt right and I think there are mm-hmm. people that are so much better than me at doing that at teaching and uh, I can feel that they have you know that that light that fire and they yeah. want to grow it and evolve and learn new things about it and and for me I had it a little bit but it wasn't as strong and I didn't feel that. Uh, desire to to grow it and I didn't see myself doing that in 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 few years time so it was a sign that I you know I needed to listen to myself again and prioritize what was really what was calling me because you know the thing that calls you you will never like you you don't get tired about it you know you are always motivated and you always have this this fire and you know what it is you know like when you connect to yourself you know what the truth is even if it's hard to admit to yourself and to other people. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I, th- I think for starters, what drew you to yoga may have been more for your own um, reconnection with yourself, because that's what I really feel that yoga does. It's also a way to help you connect with yourself. And then that led you ultimately to 
finding a better tool, something that was giving you an even deeper connection to yourself and to the work that you're here to do in the world. And you found that through coaching. And yeah. who knows, you know, in a, in a few years time, you know, you'll be maybe you'll be somewhere else doing something else. But that's core message, which is, I feel really is about connection to yourself. That's like there the whole time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's totally true. And, and that's fine. You know, I don't mind thinking like, in two, three years time or more, maybe I will be doing something else. And, and I think over time, we just fine tune that, you know, our ideal tool more and more. Mm. It's just about fine tuning. It's not about uh, shifting completely or, you know, once we are, we feel good and we are in the, in the right direction is really about um, taking off what's not needed, you know, the extra mm-hmm. and going more and more to the core of it. Yes. And I, yeah, saying no to, um, to something that's working well, like you did with the, with the yoga that it, it really asks you to trust. But also it, if you come from a, an abundance perspective, you know, that there is always going to be amazing, like more amazing opportunities, you know, right around the corner. But I do know that, that it, it is very hard to say no to something that is working mm. well on the outside. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is also because there is always that external judgment. And if you're sensitive to it, you know, it can be really hard to to say no and to take the luxury in a way to make that change. And it just coming to mind, you know, like I think it was like a commencement speech of Jim Carrey that he did a yeah. few years ago when he was saying, you know, if you are if you can be good, can become good at doing something that is not your purpose, you know, that is not what you're here to do. Imagine how good you can be at doing what you're really good at, what, what, yeah. what you're really supposed to be doing. And it's so true that we put so much energy sometimes in things that work or uh, that we studied. And if you manage to become good at that, how could you not become good at something that you're meant to be doing in this life? Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Oh, I love this so much. So tell us, what are some of your tips for cultivating passion and creating an authentic career? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are, there are a few. (laughs) (laughs) I can Uh, imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, I would say, I mean, I actually created like an ebook on, on the topic of passion. So I created about like 10, 10 steps so I can run you through, um, some of them. Yep. And um, I think the and very we'll put first a link. thing. And yeah, sorry, yeah, say, we'll also put yeah. a link in the show notes to your ebook. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, yeah, it's a little ebook, but it really runs through the, the steps that I went through and I see a lot of people going through. And the very first one I would say is to, it sounds simple, but it's not. It's really to start that connection with yourself. So mm-hmm. create the space for you to, be with yourself, which can be through mindfulness or through yoga or um, any practice that allow you to hear your heart and to, to have that conversation with, with your heart. I think that's the very first step because if you're not big, if you're not able to listen to that voice, then it's really difficult to to follow up and do uh, you know do what is asking us to do. So slowing down and really take the time to listen, and it can be by creating you know, a moment in your day, uh, even five minutes in which you sit down somewhere, you know, in a, maybe you create a space in your house to do it and to just slowing down, having that 
uh, external silence, you know, like lowering down the noise on the outside and just starting to listen to yourself, that I would say it's really, 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 really important, the, the first yeah. thing. And I then like something, agree. yeah, and then something that is important is to notice your mindset because, you know, like, as you know really well, the main change starts from the way that you think and the way that you talk to yourself. And so starting to get aware about the inner voice and distinguish in between, you know, what's your intuition, what's the voice of your critic, uh, recognizing these two, two main voices is really, really important because a lot of our actions are, they are a consequence of old beliefs and uh, the old belief system that has been created since we are, were born and our surroundings, our family, our society. So it, it's really important to be able to discriminate and detect what is really my voice, you know, what's really guiding me and, uh, and make a bit, little bit louder the voice of the intuition over the fears. And I noticed that also in my, in my journey, the moment in which I, I was able to have a little bit louder the voice of the intuition is when I, I made a change, you know. And sometimes it was when, when I had to, you know, when, the, uh, when I was fed up of the fear and, and I really had to make a different choice. But yeah, over time, like developing this muscle and listening more and more to the intuition, it's, uh, it's essential. Mm. And that's something that actually like, I find really interesting and, and, and the fun part is aligning with, aligning with what feels good to you. So really knowing what lights me up today, you know, in this very moment, what do I need? What would makes me feel alive again? And just following that thread and start to experiment the things that lights you up. So at the beginning can be something really, really small, like a daily activity or a sport or just something that makes you a little bit happier and then grow from there and try different things and not be afraid of, uh, do not be afraid of like getting attached to the things that you try because they're just trials. They're just experiments. You don't have to become an actor just because you're taking an acting class. <laughs> so just <laughs> so like true. going, going with that energy of like trying new things and rising up your vibration by doing things that feel good for you. And, and, I th and I think that over time, this will give you some clues of, you know, what are the things that you like more than others. And, and then the hard part starts, because in my opinion, the hard part is actually to trusting, you know, to build trust and to know that that thing is possible, that you can, you know, develop your self-belief and really, really going for it. And that is something that has to be done over and over again, because even when you're doing what you love, sometimes you forget. <laughs> Yes. sometimes you forget to trust so I think it's important to have a super system like all the beautiful tools that you create in your in your Facebook group in your in your programs it's so important to surround yourself with people that believe in what you do that understand what you do and believing it yourself so building this whole trust system it's really it's really important and and respecting also the way that you naturally are because I'm an introvert so uh, I know that some some tools and some you know some things work for me and not for other people. So really respect your own uniqueness and know that even if something is working for other people, for your friends, for people you admire, you don't have to do things in the same way, and you don't have to evolve in the same way that they are evolving. 
So we are all on different paths and that's totally fine. So that's something to to always keep in mind. And I feel that everything that you're talking about here, of course, we need to take action. um, And that's part of the trusting as well, you know, trusting, you know, by following up with your actions. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of these tools that you've mentioned here, and this is the same as what I have found and experienced as well with my work around purpose too, and finding, you know, a work that really lights up your soul. We have to start off with our, it's our feminine energy, this looking within, and that's what creating space is for me, creating space to be able to connect and align with your heart first and foremost. And for most people, you know, this is a very new concept, actually taking that time to tune in. I mean, we hear about meditation and, you know, some people will practice meditation, others won't. They've tried and they've said, you know, I'm not doing it right. And really it's about creating that space to just sit and be with yourself and, um, and yeah, get to know what, as you, what your you know emotional reaction is to things like actually seeing does this make me feel more expanded does this feel fun to me does this not feel fun and like allowing your emotions to guide you in that way Mm, yeah I think in court in the corporate world like masculine say for instance I came from law yeah so connection to your emotions you know letting your emotions guide you is just like a big no-no but it is where our power lies yeah, no, I, I agree completely with you. And even looking back, I really see that my old journey was a way to go back to my feminine, to mm-hmm. to reevaluate that part of me that was crying and was like really needed my attention and that I had neglected because I didn't think it was important enough. And yeah. uh, and going back little by little to that feminine space, as you say, that's, that's all it is. And it can look different from different people so it does it can be like you know sitting with your toes and meditates but it can be expressed in different ways and uh, as long as you hear that conversation with your heart and that you are in tune with that then that's the most important thing to really go back to that over and over again even on a larger scale I think that even in the corporate world there is a shift that is going like slowly, but going toward yeah. a more feminine leadership, feminine, like in the sense of feminine energy, not in the sense of just wom- women <laughs> leaders, but yeah. also that, but also in the sense of really being leaders by reconnecting with this feminine energy and seeing the value of it, seeing how more productive you can be by, by listening to that part of you. And uh, yeah, this is such a huge topic and uh yeah it's really it's really needed yeah and it's exciting and i think that we i think especially as women because we often feel uh, maybe more connected to or it's more easier for for women potentially not you know i don't want to no generalizations but i feel that it is easier for women to understand you know intuition when they learn about it and so i feel that women really do need to be the leaders with this and infusing the workforce the corporate world and you know whatever your job is you've got to be the person that takes responsibility in your personal life and then by bringing that into your work which will naturally be a consequence you'll then give permission to to the people around you to start you know exploring their own connection to themselves their own creativity their their intuition 
and all of these um, beautiful feminine energy <laughs> characteristics. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I agree that it's your own responsibility to start. And also because you can never change, you know, how other people behave or react. So it's really about cleaning up the 50% of our street and, <laughs> uh, yeah, and being able to, yeah, to use that power and to reclaim that power. And, yeah, definitely as women, we are more allowed and uh, uh, we are more used to, to this energy. So we have to start that movement. Yes. Love it. We have had a very similar journey in terms of the realizations that we've had and our perspective on things. So I think it's really nice um, to be able to share your um, your perspective on passion and purpose here on the podcast today because we, as I was talking about you bef- about with you before we started recording, I think we really need more voices in this space. Um, and just like with in both of our lives, you know, the journey started first for us personally, and starting that journey inwards, starting our own self discovery journey, starting to trust, as you said, which is the hardest part. It's um, you know having that faith in yourself, and um, and by doing that, we've then been able to both lead careers that help other people also take that journey. So I think that this is just a beautiful example of what we're talking about as well, even though it's not in the corporate world, but just in, you know, our communities themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. I can totally resonate with your journey. Yeah. So what do you think we should do during the job search? And I'm especially thinking about when you're in a career and you know that you don't want to be in that career anymore and you want to start looking for something else that's more aligned or maybe you want to start a business and it's, you know, but you feel like it really is sucking up all of your energy. Um, And so you think, oh my gosh, looking for another job or starting the business, like I just can't even get started what mm-hmm. is your advice in that scenario? Yeah, so I would say, and this is what I see also often in uh, in clients and people I work with, is that in that moment, because we want to get out of that situation, we are, you know, we feel the frustration and we want to change very quickly. And we also want to find solutions very quickly. So there is this like rushed energy. Um, mm. So I would say that, the first thing is actually to accept uh, the place you are in right now, so the acceptance, and uh, to allow yourself to build a space in between, uh, you know, the place where you're at and where you're going. Because something that I notice, whether in people that were yeah, looking for a job or uh, they were still in their old, old career, is that they want the answers straight away, they want the solutions straight away, and this is not possible, not because... Uh, they don't have a direction because we all have a purpose and we all have something that we're supposed to be doing. So uh, the important thing is to actually uh, lower down the noise and listen to yourself. And to do that, you need a little bit of space. So I would say do not be afraid of the space of uh, the unknown and uh, really that space in between, that that transitional space in which you feel really confused and lost Like, know that that's perfectly okay. And there is a phase in which you have to be in that space. And that's really, really important. And and I noticed that was was the most helpful for people also to really uh, understand it was okay and to accept that transitional phase. Because that's really where 
you are able to, first of all, relax a little bit. You are able to reconnect yourself with your voice and with your passion and your, your enthusiasm and find back your joy. And then you are able to experiment and connect to more options and to take some action from there. But if you're just like rushing from one thing to another, you will whether end up in a job that is the same as the one you're doing, just maybe in a different company, but doesn't answer the deep quest and the deep uh, need for change. So it's going to be like a quick fix solution. And as we know, quick fix solutions do not last in the long, long term. So really to navigate and get comfortable with the uncomfortable of that space. And then I would say that something that I find useful is to build then a plan B. So knowing where you are and say, okay, from there, like step by step, whether it means if you really don't know like direction you want to go, start to explore that and try different things without putting pressure on yourself. But at least you feel like you're going somewhere and you have an exit plan. Or if you, if you know like what you want to be doing and you want to, you know, you have already an idea or something in the back of your mind is to develop that again on the side of what you are doing now. Uh, because that really builds again your, your motivation and makes you feel good again. Even if it's far away and you say like, okay, I'm going to make the change in one and a half year or two years, you're already building towards something. So I would say that in that phase, yeah, these are, uh, some of the, not the tips, but some of the things that I see. And uh, the first one is really the, the acceptance of where you're at and also work with what you have in the sense of what are the changes that you can bring in your current job? If you know you're going to mm-hmm. have to be stuck in there for financial reasons or for many other reasons, what's, how can you take back your power in what you're doing now so you can already make a, a change within your job and feel more fulfilled and feel more aligned with yourself. Because a lot of the times when, you're stu- when we are stuck into that space of frustration and we want to change, we are also very closed down and we don't see the possibilities within the current job. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is also something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I so agree. And I think you've the the first step being acceptance of where you are now is important for any changes we want to make in our life. Because if we try to, um, if we don't accept where we are, and then we try to, you know, rush into something else, usually that never ends well. And it's coming from a place of fear. It's not coming from a place of abundance. And all of all abundance means for anyone wondering is that you are able to look out and see the possibilities. You're at the level of the solution, not at the level of the problem. When you come from a fear-based place, you look around and you just see all the reasons why you can't. You see all of the confirmation of the fear-based thinking that you're thinking about. So it's really important to make sure whenever you're making a change moving forward to ask yourself, is this coming from a place place of fear or scarcity or is it coming pl- coming from a place of love and abundance? Mm. And part of that is accepting where you are now and that will help you get out of the fear of where you are now to yeah. start looking for the opportunities. Yeah, that's totally true and that's yeah, a beautiful way of, of putting it because it's exactly like that. When we are in that stress and frustration, we are guided by the fear and then the choice we're going to make is probably will make us play much smaller than how we can play because it comes from that place of scarcity. So we are we're not looking at 
the whole picture and the whole set of opportunities we have. Yes, yes. I love everything you've said. And also you mentioned about feeling comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I think that is also a really important part of any change in your life, like not just uh, with career. I was thinking, um, when I, when I stopped, you know, drinking alcohol or, you know, when I've given up sugar, like these things that people can relate to, it's uncomfortable at first, you know, you feel whenever you're committing to something new or doing something new, trying to stop doing something, there will be a period where it feels awkwardness and being able to sit there in the awkwardness and, you know, call it by its name is, um, really helps to alleviate some of that discomfort. Yeah. I, I love that. And it's so true that, the discomfort is not a bad thing. You know, we are, I think we connect often uh, with our mind uncomfortable with yes. something negative, something bad. Yes. But the truth is that yeah. in, you know, like the butterfly, you know, like how is it called? I don't know in English, <laughs> becoming a butterfly <laughs> from, um, yeah. you know, like it's uh, at first, like it, it doesn't look nice. It looks messy and it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not comfortable at all. But, uh, but it's okay, you know, like even telling people like, that's fine, you know, like the phase you're in is not weird at all. We all go through that and that's perfectly okay. It really makes you see the things in, a, in another perspective and just accept that messiness is not, uh, the shift cannot be uh, just simple and, uh, and very, very structured and, and linear, you know, it's not mm-hmm. linear, like feminine energy is not linear. So when we reconnect no, with that... Not it's it's often messy and uh, and that's fine yes oh beautiful and just one thing i'd love to add here is actually last night i had a meet up here in london with um some people and one of my clients was there and she was telling me that she um, she's had her business and she's been creating that and she was doing it full time and now she's gone to get another job to you know help support the business as it's growing and she was saying that since she's gone back to her job she's felt more energized when it comes to working on her business and I thought wow isn't that amazing it's like when you haven't been exercising and you don't the last thing you feel like is exercising because you feel like I have no energy already but then you start exercising again and actually it gives you more energy so sometimes mm-hmm. it actually can be a really beautiful position to be in when you are in a job but you're starting something else on the side or you're doing something else on the side it can actually help to energize you in the job or in the business that you're creating yeah that's so true yeah that's so important and uh yeah and there is a beauty in every in every step you know in, of the journey it's not just at the final destination which by the way doesn't exist but <laughs> but it just really like you know appreciating and being grateful for for the steps you're in and and having fun with that Beautiful. So what, let's talk about your business now. How do you make sure that you stay authentic in the way that you show up in your business? Yeah, so that's a very good question. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say for me, staying authentic means checking with myself regularly that I'm mm-hmm. still in that alignment with myself. And I notice that I'm out of alignment when I start to feel a bit miserable or when I start to get mm-hmm to be too tired and I'm overworked and, uh, and um, maybe I'm splitting my energy across too many things or I'm saying yes to things that I, that are not aligned with, with my business. Then I start to feel mm-hmm. straight away my energy changing and I know that I need to go back into alignment. 
So it's really like a feeling based process to check with yourself regularly and notice when you're getting out of, uh, you know, of the right path and, um, and really saying yes to what really resonates with you. So once you, maybe you notice that you're saying yes to a collaboration or an event or something that you're not sure about, uh, I mean, you feel it straight away and sometimes you, you wait a bit too long to actually change your mind and decide that it's not aligned, but you, you really feel that shift of energy of like, oh my God, now I feel myself again because I managed to say no to something that, that wasn't true. And I would say that for me, another element is also the organic growth. So really uh, taking one step at a time and, um, and being okay with the fact that the business doesn't have to grow in a certain way, but can really grow with me. And some things will take much longer than others to, uh, to happen. Um, and that's fine. So yeah, listen to the season of the business, like listen to the fact that there are some moments in which you will be, you know, mm, very active and, uh, very motivated. And there are some moments in which you need to tune your energy to yourself and to something else. And, and this is all like the natural flow of things. So we cannot be always into, you know, putting our energy outside and, uh, and, uh, being a performance mode, but we need to tune into ourselves and accept that space as well. So for me, it's just, it's just like checking and understanding, okay, where am I at? Uh, does this resonate with me? Uh, how do I feel about it? And I'm going back into the authenticity. And mm-hmm. maybe one last thing around that is, is also to accept that maybe the thing you want to be doing doesn't look sometimes so cool from the outside or is not um, so, how to say, is not so easily understood. Sexy. Yeah, it's so, so sexy. Yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> It's not so easily understood and accepted from the outside. And I, at the beginning of my journey, when I was getting into personal development and coaching, I was like, this is not really sexy. Like in some ways I wasn't yeah. seeing it as, as a very like sexy career compared to my old self that was all about big mm-hmm. corporations and uh, being the manager woman, you know, like walking around in high heels and you know, like all these things. And it didn't look, it didn't feel and look really sexy, but then that's fine. You know, like if it lights you up, that's all that matters and some people will get it some others will not and um, so also accept that space that sometimes what what really makes you happy is not seen by the society as the sexiest thing and that's fine it even means even more that this is really your soul speaking and it's not your ego <laughs> you know like uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, great. Uh, great tips. I love that. And I, and I love that again, really you, this big focus on checking in with yourself first and foremost, and, um, and yeah, just getting, just starting having that relationship with yourself first and foremost, it's like, you know, how, how would you treat one of the people like, say for instance, your coach, even if anyone's working with a coach or if you have a mentor or someone else, imagine if you treated yourself with that same you know, level of respect in the way that you take, create the space and you listen to the advice you're being given from yourself. And, um, and yeah, you check in and ask like, you know, what do I do here? What should I do here? What am, what am I feeling? What am I needing? 
yeah, really, really important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would be wonderful if we could always do it like that, you know, as if we are talking to our <laughs> to our mentor or coach. But um, yeah, no, I think it's really true that that checking you yourself is really the basis of of everything. And again, even if it doesn't look so logical, you know, even if it doesn't look so linear and logical from the outside and maybe someone's career, you know, like sometimes looks, again, looks a bit messy and nonlinear, but you can feel it is aligned with that person and, uh, you know, that's their truth and that's where it really matters. So, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And so what has been your favorite lesson in your business so far or your biggest lesson or challenge? And is there anything that you're currently working on or, um, yeah, struggling with or just whatever you, however you want to answer this? <laughs> yeah. So I would say that probably the biggest lesson was the one that I mentioned a little bit at the beginning was to give yourself the permission to do it. That was really huge for me because as a recovering people pleaser, it was really hard to do something in which I didn't have the <laughs> approval of everybody around me. And yep. uh, it really required a lot of trust into myself mm -hmm. to, to go for it. And from there, it became easier to say yes to things that were aligned with myself from that moment on. And then like something that is, is more recent and that I'm working on also at the moment, it's... Um, basically the devotion that you need to be putting into your business. So sometimes, you know, like from the outside, things can look very easy and very, uh, you know, like overnight successes or, but behind there is also like a lot of work and a lot of devotion, a lot of uh, soul put into that, uh, into that business. And, uh, and I noticed that over time, sometimes I was getting distracted by, Again, like saying yes to to my social life or or other things because I felt like other people needed me, and then I wasn't mm. putting enough uh, into my business. Which is not to say that you don't need to rest and take care of yourself because that's absolutely the basis. But it also, you know, like in when building something, you need to have that devotion, and that devotion is actually a form of self love. You're honoring yourself, you're honoring your calling and your mission. And there are times in which you really have to put all your soul into that. And that form of uh, discipline in that moment is a beautiful act of self-love. And that is something that I'm learning over and over again because I tend to, again, sometimes get out of the way and think about everybody else. And then I forget yeah. that I need to pour that love into the business in order for it to be nourished and to, and to grow with me. So this is a most uh, more like recent lesson in, in devotion and really seeing it as, as self-love. That's, that's the most beautiful part of it. Yeah. It's uh, you're loving yourself because you are placing your energy there in that moment. And then in another period of life or in few months or you will probably dedicate that energy also to something else. The, that's how I see balance is I see it as, you know, giving your energy towards what's your priority in that moment and then it will balance out over time but um, yeah this is something that I learned that's so so beautiful I love this um, idea of devotion and I think that this is something that in our industry you know I hear you know there's a lot about alignment and flow and we want to have this balanced um, business and this is what I want as well but 
it does take your business needs to be a priority in your life. And I was talking about this on one of my calls recently with um, one of my clients. And I said, you know, I prioritized my business up there as like my top three priorities. I had my health. I had like maybe my relationship with my partner and I had my business and I put everything else to the side while I got it up and running. And that Mm -hmm. devotion and dedication is what allowed me to get to where I did with my business because I, I prioritized that relationship and it, it really is another relationship. But what you, the way that you've described it, there is an act of self love. I think that is so true. And it's one of the most courageous acts of self love you can have because it feels like it's just for you. But we know mm-hmm. when you look back with hindsight that it's never just for you. It's for like everyone, you know, everyone is connected. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I love what you said. And, uh, and sometimes it is the hardest one because you cannot see the results straight away from the outside. It looks mm-hmm. like you're just in a room writing on your computer and, <laughs> and doing nothing. <laughs> like, you know, like from, from some people are like, okay, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> why is this and, so important? <laughs> why is it so important for you? And, and it's true that it really requires that self-respect uh, mm-hmm. to really stick to it, even if you know that the result is going to be visible in a very long time if you're working on a program or if you're coaching someone, you know that there is, you know, that part of the journey that is just visible from the inside. And that makes it hard because you have to be accountable to yourself first. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a challenge sometimes. Definitely. Oh, such a great conversation. So, okay, I, I, we need to wrap things up because you've got to go after this and I have so many things that I would love to ask you, but I'll leave it to one final question, which is something I've been asking all of my guests recently. And it is, what do you love about being a woman in business? Oh, I love this question so much. So I think what I love about being a woman in business, it's uh, the feminine energy. So the the power of the feminine energy that we can bring on our business and our society. And this is what I love because I really need that the world needs that so much more of that energy. And if we can switch, you know, the the power more into into the the hands of, uh, of women and this feminine energy, this is probably the only way in which we can change and overcome the problems of the world nowadays. Mm. I really believe that, you know, it lies into into that. And uh, this is what I love. I love to see women uh, making that happen in a very feminine, authentic, soul, uh, soul-led soul way. Mm. And, yeah, that's what I love about it. Mm, Oh, I love all of that too. And thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on that. And where can we find out more about you? Where can people go to connect with you? What's the best place? Yeah. So at the moment I'm doing my website. So you will find me at alessiagandolfo.com very soon in a couple of weeks. And yeah, under my name. And otherwise I'm often on Instagram and it's alessiagandolfocoaching. That's my handle. So these are probably the main two places. Yeah, I'm, I'm a lot on Instagram and uh, yeah, and the new website will be out very, very shortly. 
Oh, that is so exciting. We will pop all of those links into the show notes. But thank you so much, Alessia, for coming on and having this really inspiring conversation all about passion and authentic career, purpose, your business, and what you love about being a woman in business. It's been so wonderful to have you on. Thank you so much. It's been a great, great pleasure. I had so much fun. Thank you, Leticia. Thank you. So there you have it, my beautiful friends. Thank you so much to Alessia once again for coming on to the podcast and sharing her beautiful wisdom with us all on purpose, passion, and creating an authentic career. I absolutely loved what Alessia was saying about the importance of slowing down, of checking in, of creating space, and trusting I truly believe that we are all born with unique gifts and that it is our job in life to simply refine them and share them with the world. And I believe when we do that and we follow our inspirations along the way, we can never go wrong. That is your soul communicating with you. And we were all born as whole beings. We were given particular skills so that we could share them with our communities. So when we acknowledge and value those skills first and foremost, rather than looking outside ourselves as to what we should do, this is where all of the magic happens. In just over two years, I have been able to leave behind an industry I was in for 10 years. And although I made lots of leaps within those 10 years, the amount that I have created and the amount of leaps I have made in just over two years of being in my business is just completely disproportionate. It has been incredible. And you know why? Because I am aligned with my purpose. I focus in on what my natural gifts are. I follow my interests and I have created a career that allows me to grow and evolve. And this is why I believe entrepreneurship is so incredibly powerful for women in particular. The corporate world for many of us and lots of other employment options don't create this foundation for us to truly thrive. I really believe this because I've experienced it for myself. I've changed jobs. I hear the other women in my life talk about this. We are not designed to be doing the same thing every single day. It's not the most productive or sustainable way of working and being in the world. And for most of us, we get completely cut off from our creative power, which is really rooted in our feminine energy. This is our intuition, our emotions, our ability to lead with the heart, but and also to connect with our communities, to collaborate, all of these incredible things, to slow down, to trust, receive. It's so important to all of us. And I see so many women out there who are not feeling empowered to show up or even to acknowledge that they have gifts in the first place. And I 100% disagree. Every single one of us, you listening right now here in this moment have been given a special gift or a few or many to share with your community. 
you have something calling you and it's your job to simply say yes. So my beautiful friend, if you would love to go on a journey with me as I guide you through my process for aligning and discovering your purpose, your authentic self, I invite you to join me in Discover Your Purpose, my eight-week online program. We start on the 16th of September. It's all online. You can attend live or you can watch the recordings. You'll have lifetime access. You're given a whole bunch of bonuses to support you as you continue on your purpose journey. And really importantly, I'm also hosting a special Facebook community so that we can all connect with each other throughout the eight weeks and beyond. I always love to leave my Facebook communities open for everyone to continue connecting after because Connection is so important for all of us, and especially when we're doing something different, like having a career change or like starting a business. I know what it's like. I've made a career change before, and I've taken the leap and started a business. I know how it feels, and I know how important it is to have beautiful, inspiring examples around us, and also people who just get what we're going through. When you feel like you are aligned with your purpose, when you feel connected to your authentic self, when you accept the gifts that you've been given, when you're connected with your emotions, your life will up-level. You will transform. You will experience more peace, fulfillment, health, and happiness. And it would be my absolute honor to support you on that process. So if you would love to learn more about Discover Your Purpose, my program, please head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash discover your purpose. And I would love to also share a couple of ways you can continue to connect with Alessia. So please go and follow Alessia over on Instagram. Follow her at Alessia Gandolfo Coaching, and you can also find her website at www.alessiagandolfo.com. You can also find the show notes for this episode at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash Alessia Gandolfo. Now, to let you know what's happening next, by the way, everyone, it's not Leo season anymore, but you can still connect with this theme of authenticity. And I highly recommend you continue to do that as you go on your journey, no matter when you're listening to this episode, when this airs will actually now be in Virgo season, which is really cool because the archetype associated with the, uh, with the sign of Virgo is the high priestess. So it's all about that beautiful divine feminine energy. And this is what we have been talking so much about in this episode. So I also just want to let you know that next week is the finale for this season. I know it's gone so quickly. I'm now doing something a little bit differently and it might be something that I change, but this is what I am experimenting with at the moment. So I will be having or holding seasons now for two months and then I will be taking a month off and then I will be coming back for another two months and that will be a new season. So next week we will have our last episode of the season and it's something really exciting that I've never done before on the podcast. And then I will be back with you all on the 4th of October for our new season. 
So in the meantime, I will be enjoying my final few days here in London. Lou and I have been hitting up all of the last minute sites that we hadn't gone to yet. For example, Sketch, which is this incredible venue, their gallery room, which you book into to go to the high tea. So their afternoon tea here is sensational. It's in a room that is all pink. The chairs are that beautiful blush pink velvet, which is just like my absolute favorite. And you have just the most beautiful service. There's all these really cool pictures on the walls. It's very cool. And, uh, and yeah, we went to the Charles Dickens Museum, which was awesome because Charles Dickens is an incredible writer. You might have heard about him. We went on a canal boat ride. And of course, I've been catching up with so many of our friends over here because it's the last time that we'll see them until we go back to visit for a holiday, which will be definitely on the cards. I also had so much fun, as I mentioned previously, meeting up with all of you beauties who attended the meetup here in London and all of you who attended the Beautiful You Inspiration Day and the events around that. It's been just a really fun and awesome time. And I'm so excited for, yeah, to bring more of this beautiful, soulful connection into my next chapter and also to all of you here listening to the podcast. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap for me. I will be back next week with our season finale. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive using my signature feminine essence framework. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there. 